the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website. It's DePietro.com as we kick things off on this Holy Thursday. It's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have all your Easter plants. They are open for the season. Take a ride and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Also look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are open for the season. Officially open, beautiful selection of pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers, bowls, all assorted colors. And where do you see the Easter plants? Tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas in blue, white, and pink. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop it and see them. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. They are Rhode Island's number one garden center. Shop local. Again, you can find them on Facebook or call them, 295-4399. But they also carry uh, landscape materials, including screen loom, black and brown hemlock, mulch, and crushed stone. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open today. Stop it and get your Easter plants. And make sure you can mention... That you heard John DePietro suggest you pop in to uh, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Well, folks, coming up at one o'clock will be the Governor McKee press briefing, the COVID briefing. That's going to be coming up at one. Now, also, Governor McKee last night, he did, uh, we learned he sent a letter regarding that climate bill. Now, as you may remember, people like Representative Mike Chippendale, uh, House Minority Leader Blake Flippy, they made a lot of noise about this. I would just would call it like Rhode Island's Green New Deal. They made a lot of noise about it. And Governor McKee, to his credit, he said, you know, I'm not that comfortable with this bill. And maybe we ought to take another look at this. And he talks about the the uh, the part that um, part of the bill, which would just lead to a lot of lawsuits and end up in court and uh, very litigious. So, you know, it sounds like they're going to have to relook at it. Some people are saying, well, does that mean he's going to veto? Well, he's he's already signaling that he's not comfortable with some of the language. So this is a win. It's a it's a win for everyone. But I want to credit rep people like Representative Mike Chippendale, Blake Filippi. Now, they're not fully out of the woods yet. But many people objected to what was going on. And it is very reassuring that Governor McKee, folks, this is a good sign that the uh, former mayor of Cumberland is stepping up and saying, you know, let's take another look at this. And I'm not comfortable with this language. And he's just not rubber stamping things, which is, you know, that's all you can ask for, really, is for someone to step up and then say that's just um, not, we're just not going to do that automatically. I want to go with some of the national news. One of the things is, now, you've heard we've had these guests on about voting, and all they're trying to do in the state of Georgia is tighten up the voting. As they say, make it easy to vote, hard to cheat. And instead, you know, it's President Biden that led the charge with, oh, this is Jim Crow. Why, why is it Jim Crow to ask someone that you need an ID and able to vote? Why is it Jim Crow to say you can still vote on the weekends, on, on Sundays, but let's just shorten the window, tighten things up. And if you want to vote by mail, it has to you have to show ID. It has to be notarized. Why, why is that suddenly impossible? Listen to what President Biden is now saying. And they try to put all this pressure saying it's not voter suppression. What about our rights? What about having uh, true elections? People deserve that, and we deserve it. And this this narrative that he's putting forward, here he is yesterday. The possibility that baseball decides to move their all-star game out of Atlanta because of this political issue. I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these in these various sports. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids. You know, the, the, just throwing around things like Jim Crow on steroids and this isn't right. But they're not answering the question. Why? Why is it Jim Crow, as President Biden just said on steroids, to ask someone to produce an ID in order to vote? Folks, let's let's you know, we've gone through the list. 
You you can't if you go to Fenway Park, you can't or Gillette Stadium, you can't buy a beer if you don't have an ID. You can't get on an airplane without an ID. You can't rent an apartment. You can't accept a job. You can't open a bank account. You can't pick up a prescription. You can't buy a pack of cigarettes if you're a, a certain age. Why is it demanding so much and using inflammatory language like it's Jim? Why is that? Why? Why? Why are we dividing this? That only, uh, you know, people that uh, they're basically saying that minorities are unable to walk around with an ID. You you can't drive. You can't buy a bus ticket. You can't buy a train ticket. You 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 can't do anything without an ID. Is there anyone listing? No, right right now, someone might say, "Well, I have an old relative, and they." You know, they never got an ID. They give out free state IDs. All right, that older relative, how do they pick up a prescription? How do they see a doctor? Can't get a COVID vaccine. You can't do anything without a vaccine. If you stop any of the homeless people, they all have IDs. This is all done. They're not answering the question. And now they're just trying to put pressure. More states ought to move in the direction that Georgia's moving. Now, folks, again, I now want to go to um, the Today Show. NBC has a good story about a situation at the border where they're watching these two young children that were literally dropped the over the fence at the, border. The at the border. There's really some disturbing video, Kristen, of some, I guess, some parents who are dropping their toddlers no, they were actually over smugglers. that border wall attempting to cross into the United no, States. Wrong, Hoda. What can you tell us? Smugglers, not parents. Well, Hoda, you're right. This is really stunning and tough to watch. Customs and Border Protection releasing video from Tuesday evening, which shows actually smugglers dropping right, two young parents. children from the smugglers. top of a 14-foot oh. high border barrier. Right after the kids land, those smugglers flood the scene. The girls, just three and five, are okay, and they're in the custody of Border Patrol. Really, but you can't even. How do you not even get that right? How can you not get? No, they're not parents. And parents, you're you're doing. You're one of the co-anchors on the Today Show. You know, Tom Cruise wasn't wrong when he said, "You know, Matt, you ought to be a little more responsible. Do a little more research." That time that Tom Cruise was lecturing matt lauer Th- those are smugglers that are doing that and then they went running off yeah dropping them over the fence and why do they keep coming over because biden is in the white house do you know right now they're actually just no one's even um people are they're, they're not even being stopped at the border they're not even being stopped at the border right now they're just allowing them to then go go running off they're, they're, they're people. What I mean is when they're being detained at the border, they're not doing President Trump used to mention, look, they do catch and release. They're not even they're not even doing that. They are so overwhelmed at the border that even after people are stopped, so overwhelmed and unprepared, they're just releasing people without any notice to appear in immigration court or without any paperwork. And so they they expect that they're going to be held, but that's how overcrowded it is. It's going to get worse. Um, and this is because there's no policy. You know, President Biden can say, well, the people just think because I'm a nice guy. It, it's more of because you have a weak policy. That's why they're coming. All right. We have a lot ahead. It's John DePietro. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 
336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L., estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial, in the wintertime. JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for, light, for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600. 401 351-7600. It's J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 p.m. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. You just click on Listen Live. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me, he is one of Rhode Island's top uh, attorneys. He is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, let's start off with the uh, much-anticipated Derek Chauvin trial regarding the death of George Floyd. Um, I've been I've been watching it. I've been watching it uh, pretty closely. There's definitely some surprises here to me as far as I think at times the defense have been very, very effective. And other times I thought they were a little slow on the draw to object to certain things. Uh, but let's let's talk about this uh, Derek Chauvin trial. Yeah, there, there's a lot here, John. And um... I think you picked up on a point that I'll get to about evidence that's coming in and no objections being interposed by um, the defense, which is always, these cases are tricky. Uh, The jury, I'm sure, knows a lot about what happened. And you're playing to the judge, but you're playing to the jury. You don't want to turn off the jury. You don't want to offend the jury, but you also need to protect your client, which is a, a difficult tightrope to walk. The first thing is um, the defense opening was strong. I thought the defense did a good job on its opening. The trick with the opening is when you tell the jury what the coming attractions are, when you tell the jury what you think the evidence is going to show, who's going to testify, what the science is going to show, etc. When you tell the jury you're going to hear X, Y, and Z, you better make sure you cover those bases and get the evidence in to show X, Y, and Z. Because if you don't, the prosecution is going to get up and say, You heard Mr. Nelson's opening. He told you you were going to hear from so-and-so. Never came in. What's up with that? You heard that there was going to be this evidence presented. We heard nothing about it. What's up with that? So you always don't want to oversell the case. But when you're the defense, you want to at least stick in the jury's mind that there's doubt here. Because the defense in any case, especially in a high-profile case like this, You've got to sit there, do your best on cross-examination, and absorb a lot of body blows and a lot of bad days where a lot of Big bad time. things are coming in 
Yeah. And, and be patient and know that when you get your chance to put on your case, you'll be able to turn it around. But it's an excruciating wait sometimes to get your mm. chance to put in your case. So these days, I'm sure um, the defendant is going home thinking, huh. what the heck is going on yeah. here? Which way to the electric chair? <clears throat> Tim, I don't remember a time that I've seen uh at times these aren't witnesses these are advocates i mean the, the palpable anger at the police yes and what really surprises me is as they will say as i watched as they were killing him and i'm expecting objection you know that hasn't been pro- and and it's silence i mean these are well, here, the people that they have put up on the scene are are they are like this is not a timid witness of i was walking by and i saw someone get out of the car this is there he is and they were killing him and i was trying to stop it i mean it i've never seen witnesses like i've this. i've never really seen that all allowed to happen to such yeah. a degree now your defense counsel you object to try to strike testimony and to keep testimony out if you object too much Sometimes right. you can turn off the jury. They're thinking, what's this guy trying to keep from us? Why is he trying sure. to hide the truth from us? So it's a tricky wicket. But mm. the other problem is when these witnesses have been up there blurting out these um, huh. statements, which are intolerable if you're the defense. Yeah. Okay. So the witness says, I watched as Chauvin was killing him. You huh. s- defense counsel stands up and says, move to strike. The judge says, stricken. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are to disregard that comment. <laughs> Good point. Good it's, point. It's, it's a very hard thing for defense to do. There might be a calculation saying, you know what, these witnesses are going to get up there. They're going to vent their spleen. They're going to be emotional. Uh, let's get that out of the way so we can get to the science. I mean, I'm not sure what their calculus is, but for right. instance, one, one guy was up there saying, testifying it's been nights i've stayed up apologizing to george floyd for not yes. doing more and crying that, saying that yes is, it's not what i should have done it's what he shouldn't have done I'm talking about the cop that that's yeah. a conclusion for the jury and for the judge or for experts as to what this cop did was um justified or authorized, if you will, or whether he was behaving in a manner inconsistent with uh, police policy. That witness, however emotional and however heartfelt, should not be up there being allowed to say such things. Right. I mean, the defense counsel at one point um, asked one of the witnesses, I think it was an EMT standing by, saying, what was the mood of the crowd? Are you are you kidding me? You can't ask yeah. that question. How do you right. know the mood of, mood of dozens everyone around of people? Yeah. And and what if the what if the witness said everyone was calm? Well, I guess he'd then show the video showing that everyone was screaming and yelling at the cops. But right. that question um it's just inappropriate. You would never yeah. ask such a thing. Um, I thought he was good yesterday. The defense attorney was good yesterday. The volunteer firefighter, she's up there. She was walking home or out for a walk. She stumbles upon. She's like, I was yelling directions to them what to do. I thought he was good about, you know, have you ever fought a fire? Have you ever stopped and asked bystanders, hey, am I doing this right? What I, I mean, it was effective that way. But at times, Tim Dodd, she would say, I don't know. And then she'd say, but it could. And then I'm expecting objection. She answered the question. She doesn't know. Don't let her fill it in like that. Well, it and, got testy. The judge did call her out on it because she she wasn't answering the question. She was, you know, doing the thing of like firing questions back at him and not answering the question, but adding, adding her editorials yeah. or what she wanted to put oh, into unreal. evidence. At one point, um, the the young teenager who took the famous video, which has been shown yeah. over and over and over, recalled the scene saying how um, George Floyd was begging for his life and that the um, officer, Chauvin, had a cold look on his face. I mean, mm. wh- what does that mean? How does she get away yeah. with that characterization? That, right. that presumes she understands uh, Chauvin's state of mind 
what he was thinking, what he was feeling. She'd never seen the guy before. She doesn't know his facial expressions. I, I was just surprised that the defense allowed some of that in mm. without even an objection. But as I say, right. so much of this is objectionable. You could really tick off the jury and alienate right. them if you overdo it. So Nelson, and Tim, Nelson, it's also tough. I mean, they had a nine-year-old on the stand. And do you think, and again, folks, we speak with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, regarding the Derek Chauvin trial regarding the death of George Floyd. Is this maybe just let them get through it and move on, and then they will get their chance? And in some ways, it's like the trial begins when they start to get into some of the medical. He did score points yesterday because the uh, off-duty firefighter was saying, oh, six minutes was way too long, and started to raise the possibility of, well, it was it was dispatch. You know, the police phone it in. If if dispatch doesn't send the closest station, that that's not their fault. Or they could be out of this fire. Or they could be out somewhere else. So it, it can't all be, you know, the cop's fault. At least I thought he started to raise the possibility of that. Yes. And at some point, the defense has to object, saying that this ev- this testimony, this evidence is cumulative. I mean, all these folks are getting up there saying testifying to variations on a theme i was a witness i saw this happening i saw him pleading for his life i saw him slowly dying eventually how what are they going to have a hundred people say yep i was in that crowd too at some point the judge either has to put a stop to it or defense counsel has to stand up and do something about it but but Mm. this for a moment going back to uh, uh defense counsel's opening he said some specific things. He claims that an autopsy was done, which showed that George Floyd had coronary disease. He had yes. an enlarged heart, and there was yep. fentanyl and methamphetamines in his system. He took two Percocets, he, correct. He goes on to say to the jury that a medical examiner found no telltale signs of asphyxiation and no mm. evidence that Floyd's airflow was restricted. Now, that's very provocative, and he better come in with um, a medical examination report or live testimony which corroborates no signs of asphyxiation, no signs that his uh, Floyd's airflow was restricted. I mean, we've all heard over and over that the knee on the neck cut off the airflow and he was asphyxiated. Well, either that's true or it's not true. And perhaps the defense is waiting, taking the hits, as I say, waiting to put on their medical case. Because if they can put that evidence in, that raises doubt as to whether or not uh, Chauvin's conduct was a contributing factor to this guy's death or Mm -hmm. whether his physical conditions and the drugs in his system kind of doomed him before this interaction with the cop ever took place. I think it's a hard right. sell, but that's yeah. what they got to sell. Mm. Now, uh, before we break Tim Dodd, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and defense counsel has also told the jury that Chauvin did exactly as trained as a police mm. officer. Okay. So he better have an expert who's going to come in and say, yes, I've been training police officers for 30 years and I've watched the video and I know what the training is. And Chauvin did exactly as a trained police officer is supposed to do under those circumstances. Now, the prosecution will have somebody saying the exact opposite thing, but the defense simply has to put reasonable doubt in the minds of the jurors or a sufficient number of the jurors to get either a not guilty or hang the jury and make it, you know, this is going to be a tough case. You could wind up with a hung jury, but this is going to be ultimately a battle of experts after all the witnesses who are emotional and crying on the stand and legitimately upset. When we get past all of those, we'll get into the technical case, which is the only way Chauvin could possibly win. Right. I think you're right. I was going to mention the Von Bulow case. The first time he got convicted, it was all the drama of the girlfriend and she was a soap opera star and the maid crying. Second time around when uh, Dershowitz got him the second trial, brought in Tom Puccio, it was all medical. It was all that uh, Sonny Von Bulow, maybe she was taking, I think, diet pills that caused her, you know, uh, her 
caused a problem with diabetes and it, it became just it was kind of a it was just a medical and, trial and, and which kind of bored the jury as well and and puccio saw fit to look at the actual needle in the syringe yes. and found that there was um um the drugs were on the outside of the syringe which would indicate mm. it hadn't punctured the skin and been wiped clean no one else had ever thought to look at that which at the time was it was insulin on the outside of that needle it was dry and crusty but if it had been injected it shouldn't have been there in the first place and the science in the second von bulow case you're right is what won the case total science tim in the movie the few good men tom cruise says listen i will stipulate that Everyone that was in the barracks is going to come in and say the same thing. If they'll stipulate that they were not in the room when the code red was ordered and so forth. Um, at some, could the defense say, listen, we, we're willing to stipulate that all the people you're going to bring in are basically going to say the same type of thing um, in, in, in skipping over this? Or is that just, no, the prosecution, they want to put everybody Prosecution on. would say, no way. Thanks for, right. thanks no, for the would. offer. But they want yeah. the drama. Yeah, there's there's media reports that, you know, jurors are looking away, they're squirming, they're asking for a break because they're upset. Um, It's it's tough stuff. It's it's unpleasant to watch a man dying over and over again. God. All right, folks, quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Ever in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence folks as you're riding along you just never know You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, last night uh, I was watching Tucker Carlson, and that was one of the strangest interviews uh, I had seen. And it is uh, Representative Matt, Matt Gates from Florida, and there's a story in the New York Times, and he agrees to come on. And um, what, 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 do we, what, do, what do you make of this story that he is weaving of allegations of um, – I, I, didn't, 
I didn't know that, admittedly, that I, I thought in different states there's age of consent. Uh, and there are, whether it's 16, 17, depending on the state. But you're not allowed to take someone under 18 over state lines. Um, what, what can you tell us on this admittedly strange story with this representative, Matt Gates? It's, it's a very strange story, and it's a story that the media is reporting with glee because Gates yeah. was um, a close ally of President Trump. So I think that it serves many purposes uh, if they can take a guy like this down at the knees. The New York Times has been reporting that Gates is ready to resign from Congress and, and yeah. go work for Newsmax now. Who knows if that's true or whether that's just something they're floating out there. Um, certainly Gates is lawyering up as he should. I, if I represented Gates, I would have never let him go on television and talk to Tucker yeah. Carlson. I think that was a huge oh. mistake. Um, yeah. If he was transporting a minor across state right. lines for sexual purposes, even if he thinks that the woman in question is 24 and she's actually yep. 17, his subjective yep. belief or what she lies in telling him, assuming maybe she would lie and say, oh, no, I'm 21. Right. It's still his problem. And we've talked about it yeah. before. If you're having sex, if a person is having sex with a 15-year-old girl in Rhode Island and suddenly she turns on you and complains that um, – you have sexually assaulted her. You could say, but she told me she was 23. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. You're going to get prosecuted. So Gates might have had a true good faith belief that he was with an adult at these times. If he wasn't, he's going to have a problem and he will be vigorously prosecuted because of the positions that he's taken in the past. Right. Um, if the, all the women in question were over the age of consent, over 18, then he's fine. It might be a little creepy, but he's fine. Um, sure. Tim, what about the way he threads the needle of, I didn't travel with them? So, all right, what if he buys a plane ticket, a girl from Florida, then hops on the plane and meets up with them in Washington? He kept insisting, I did not travel with anyone under 18. But he's flying her into Washington for the same, you know. Same M.O. I don't think that would be any different than if some... He was sitting next to her on the or, plane. Or if some creepy person oh. meets an underage girl but doesn't know it to be the case on the oh, internet, okay. buys her a bus ticket to come from Iowa to Rhode Island. It would be the same type right. of situation. So I, I think Gates is being too cute by half. And if yeah. your scenario turns out to be correct, he's still going to have a world of trouble on his hands he's also what was the point of bringing up tucker's past situation? i don't know what that was all about talk about i don't know who encouraged him number one to do the interview then number two bring that up and tucker you know you were at the dinner like what is he going well tim talk about bad legal and wow. let's assume everyone at the table thought this woman was 25 so what it doesn't yeah. make a difference right. the other yes. peculiar aspect of this is He's trying to suggest that someone out there is extorting him for $25 million, $25 million to make the story right. go yeah. away. And the father wore a wire and the whole thing. So I think uh, you'll be seeing Gates on Newsmax pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd want him after this. Uh, folks, we're speaking with our legal expert, uh, attorney Tim Dodd. And closer to home, Tim, I know uh, Eva Mancuso. And, you know, it's heartbreaking what happened with her. She hired him goddaughter and she was basically handling the books for the law agent for the law firm and um were, were you surprised at the uh, amount of jail time i guess i i think it was it wasn't it was more than we thought it was i guess they're saying she embezzled over seven hundred thousand, but that that seemed like a, a steep jail sentence yeah um I, th the judge departed uh in an upward manner i think it was going to be three, and then he tacked on two, or it was two, and he tacked on three. So she gets five years to serve. And when that sentence is um, handed out in the federal system, typically you do about 85% of the time. It's not like in the state where you might do half or 60%, and then you get out um, after you go before the parole board. Federal system is much stricter. 
And I do think um, the impact statements of uh, Eva Mancuso and her husband, Sean, um, were heartfelt. They were angry, um, legitimately angry at what this yeah. woman has done to their life, to their chances to retire. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to claw back and make back $750,000. The oh, defendant claims wow. she's trying to sell her house to try to start paying some restitution. Um, but it won't be a significant amount. She's destroyed a family. Um, I guess half a, a, a portion, I should say, of the family wrote letters of support for this defendant saying, judge, don't give her jail time. And Eva was, you know, understandably um, ticked off that family members were recommending no jail in light of how yeah. this woman has financially caused Eva and her husband considerable hardship in abusing a trust. I mean, the problem is, John, I know of many situations where uh, professionals, doctors I know for sure, several lawyers I know for sure, have had something similar happen to them. You know, you're busy, you're in the operating room, you're in a courtroom, you're doing your thing, you've got a bookkeeper, especially a relative, especially a godchild, and you presume you can trust them because you think you know them. And there's many situations where um, there's embezzlement going on because... Oh. You know, the money maker is too busy trying to make money to check the books and puts too much trust in the bookkeeper. It happens frequently. Yeah. So it's kind of a lesson to be learned by everyone out there. If you rely on a bookkeeper, you better still audit what's going on. Yeah. Folks, quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com this portion of the John DePietro show folks is brought to you by Brothers Disposal call Brother Roland today now offering weekly trash collection services Brothers Disposal look for them on Facebook they have those purple dumpsters and the Facebook page stands out purple and yellow Brothers Disposal Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. 
put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 688 And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401 688 we're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, the next story is interesting. Um, you know, uh, new president, President Biden, yeah, we'll get a dog. So he's got his dog, Major. Um, dog has a biting problem. He already bit one person. Now he's bitten a second person. And I think it's interesting. Some legal experts are starting to raise the question that the president could be sued if this dog ends up biting someone, maybe a visitor or so forth, to the White House. Yes, I I if I'm not mistaken, the first person who was bit worked in the White House. Am I correct? Okay. Yes. So that yep. person has a has a workers' compensation claim. They got injured while at work. And part of workers' comp is, you know, you can't necessarily sue your employer um, unless you can find some third party involved that you can sue. So the first person that this dog bit has a workers' comp claim and no direct action in all likelihood against the president. But let's assume that John DePietro is visiting uh, President Biden at the White House and this dog yeah. bites you in the leg. Um, <laughs> you could sue the president. Um, wow. Well, you would certainly in the first instance make a claim against his insurance company and the insurance company would sure. pay out. But for the academic exercise of can the president be sued under these circumstances, he could, but I believe in such a case, um, the actual litigation of the case would be uh, deferred until um, President Biden had left the office. Um, this is not like a criminal case. This is would be a simple negligence case. And I don't think the courts would um, force the president to be distracted by this type of litigation, but certainly he could be sued just like any other citizen. The timing is something mm. different. The timing would be delayed. Is that so if you go over to someone's home and they have a dog and the dog bites you or whoever that the owner is, could be held accountable. And especially the, there is a history here where the dog is known. Well, to that makes people. it even worse. It, it, right. Anytime you get bit by a dog in somebody's home, you can typically make a claim and normally it will be successful. Was the dog in a fenced yard? Was the dog on a leash? Was the owner present? Was the owner maintaining appropriate control over the dog? Does the dog have a past history of biting people? You know, in the insurance world, it's like the dog gets one free bite. But if there's right. now a second bite and the owner knows of the tendency of this dog to bite because it's done it before, on the yep. second bite, it's a much stronger case yeah. um, from a liability standpoint. Um, so, yeah, you go to somebody's house and you get bit, typically you'll have a case against the owner. Mm. Tim, this next story, I, I am surprised that this rapper, Little Nasex, that like, who would think it's one thing he wants to create this custom Satan shoe sneaker with human blood in the soul. But to think he could put a Nike logo on it and then sell it and the Nike is not Nike is now suing him over it. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Like, who thought that that would be OK? You could use their you, logo. You, you don't think that was a good idea, John? <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. A little, oh my God. Little, little bad thinking going on with this rapper guy. Yeah. Well, what he, he didn't add the logo. What he did is he he took a um, off the shoe store, off the rack Nike sneaker and modified it. Yep. Okay, so right. it's a Nike product that he's modified and then resells as some ridiculous name that he gives it. But he leaves the Nike swoosh as it was originally on the the shoe when it was originally sold. Air Max, yeah. So. What yep. he's doing does interfere and it does abuse Nike's patent and copyright, inf not patent, copyrighted information to that swoosh trademark. So they are within their rights oh. to say, listen, we don't want to be a, our product to be associated with this idiot who's got this. He only would sell 666 pairs 
I mean, there's all right. this satanic uh, iconography. For a thousand on that. each. And yeah. so, I guess not surprisingly, um, the pairs all sold out in one day and they were selling for over a thousand dollars for a pair of these things. Right. So, so you can't modify like that and then sell no, it on your you own. You cannot. So he, no. he will be stopped okay. from doing that in the future. I mean, he can start, I guess, manufacturing his old own uh, shoes in his own factory or removing the swoosh so that there's no identifiable marks that this was originally uh, a Nike mm. shoe. Maybe that was the plan to then test the market and then now you sell it without the swoosh and then you've already kind of created a market for it. Tim, what about this story, Tim Dodd, about the Capitol Police officers now that they're going to sue uh, former President Trump over the, the January 6th uh, day at the Capitol? Well, anyone can sue anyone for any reason. <laughs> right. uh, I don't think this case has a lot of legs um, under it. But again, any time there's a news story that President Trump is being sued for his role, whatever that was, in the January events at the Capitol – it's going to be big news and it's going to get splashed all over, you know, the new cover of the New York Times um, and the, all the networks that you would normally think of. The trick is the original narrative that we heard back in January that this was a spontaneous eruption because the president had whipped this crowd into such a frenzy that they, they're ready to, yep. you, know, you know, run through walls for him. Whereas the reality is that most of the individuals who breached the Capitol um, doors and got past security um, were organized, and this was a pre-planned event. I mean, the, the news stories that came out contemporaneous with this lawsuit being filed was the number of Capitol police officers and Metro police officers who um, sustained injuries during this um, situation and obviously the deaths, which unfortunately and tragically occurred because of this incident. But to pin this all on uh, President Trump um, and that his conduct um, directly and proximately led to these officers being injured, I, I think is a stretch that will not survive a motion to dismiss. Um, you know, there's lots of video where when these um, protesters were uh, approaching the Capitol, uh, a lot of the Capitol police officers basically opened the door and said, come on in. I mean, That's right. So it's, yeah. it's not a clear line as the first reports would lead people to believe. It's much more complicated than that. And what about our final story with this, this Michael Rappaport? I'm not a fan. It's in a new controversy against uh, basketball player Kevin Durant. But he had a defamation suit against the wildly popular David Portnoy in uh, Barstool Sports. And this is going no further, Tim Dodd. Apparently the judge tossed it out. Well, he, he tossed out the def the judge tossed out the defamation. Oh, the defamation. Right. The, there's a, Michael Rappaport, Another suit. Is, in my yeah. view, as funny as a migraine. I, I don't get it. I don't yeah. find him funny in the I don't least. Either. I've seen no. movies he's in. I don't think he can act. Uh, I think he's very no. one-dimensional. But that that aside, yeah. I guess he has a skill set which uh, some people find um, entertaining or amusing. So he gets into a beef oh. with um, the um, barstool guy and Portnoy. Portnoy. And Rappaport yeah. has a contract where he's supposed to deliver rants and come out with outrageous things. And he says things basically which um, demean the Barstool audience, like go get a life, words to that effect. Portnoy fires right. him. Um, Portnoy is now being sued by Rappaport for breach of contract, amongst other things. And that might have some legitimacy. But part of what mm. Rappaport was going after is Portnoy, when he announced that Rappaport was fired, had a T-shirt with a caricature of uh, Rappaport with a, <laughs> a red, a, a red, a a red mark yeah. above his chin and below his lower lip. Rappaport yeah. says that that was an unsubtle uh, attempt to suggest that Rappaport had herpes. 
Now, the judge <laughs> right. found that that was not something which was actionable because the Barstool audience um, wouldn't necessarily look at that and said, oh, Michael Rappaport has herpes. It was not right. an overt, um, if there was an arrow pointing at it in parentheses herpes next to it, Rappaport would have a case, right. but not for just having a red mark on a caricature of his face. And the judge said, look, we all know this is a caricature. This is not a legitimate, you know, um, photographic representation of uh, Rappaport. So right. part of his case survives, but the piece which was the most um, interesting from a news outlet standpoint has been tossed. Yeah. Folks, he is our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. As always, stay safe. Thanks, John. We'll you too. You Take care. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300, MEGA, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- 431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com while the pandemic rages on you need to stay healthy you need to take care of your health you need to stop it and see Marie and it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland right across from Davenport restaurant call Marie I call her the queen of health 401 401- 305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. We understand quality, integrity. Local products like the incredible Akai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health.